Doctor Shopping Bigger is actually my anchor. Uh, so I want to just especially just honor her. Yesterday was the first time I actually saw her. We've been talking for about for just over two years on the phone, uh, but I I had never uh, set eyes on her. So uh, it was a bit disrespectful yesterday because I didn't recognize. She was she was in the meeting. Mbuya, uh, good to know. I I love you. Very bottom part of my heart. I'm not so sure that that means that I have told that uh, it's the best expression. I I, I, I love Mbuya uh, and Sakuru Shapimbuga. They when I met my uncle just over two years ago. He had been asking God for some years, how is it possible that I have uh, grown this old and I do not have members of my own family that worship God. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing him tomorrow before I go back to see uh, the, the, the rest of the, of the family. And of course, I, I want to give special honor to some things that have brought her left unsaid. And I am a spoiled brat uh, when it comes to spiritual things. And I cannot begin to even express and, and talk about it already when it was posted that um, we were together people have already started sending him uh, a request because they went and sought him out on social media and found him. Uh, the rest is not my fault what is going to happen. Uh, young man here, old age as well, is a, a son in the Lord. Uh, and uh, I've been just privileged to meet uh, different people, um, absolutely something God um, has in his heart, I, as a, a child of God, sometimes there is a conflict in my heart to carry something, and I feel like a woman who sometimes has, I'm not even so sure what they call them in science, where she feels like she is about to deliver and you rush to hospital and the doctor said no, says no, uh, take her back home please. That was a, a false alarm, I don't know what they call it. Um, and I, 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 I have something in my heart and I, I keep <laughs> just hoping that I'll, I'll be able to deliver this baby before, uh, before I go away. I've met absolutely wonderful people. Uh, spent the afternoon with um, uh, the leaders. So I got the privilege of just cutting away 
speaking to these people. Like I said, I am uh, spiritual. My spirit brought, um, um, and I can't help it. If God loves me, uh, who am I to say no? Jacob made a coat of many colors. He had 12 sons, but he gave it only to one. So many times I feel like I'm wearing the coat of many colors. I know it doesn't look like many colors, but uh, there's actually three on this one. Uh, but um, that's my understanding of the Lord. And I always feel like I've been uh, blessed um, with the things God does. In my life, and I pray that tonight will be able to produce uh, uh, deliver some things in your life. Could you try and raise your hand and give it to him? Thank you, thank you. Um, I, I grew up in the Catholic Church. We were very quiet in church, so I would like you to help me um, not go back. Um, otherwise, if that Amen is Catholic, I need to go back to Father Francis and apologize for leaving uh, the Holy Cross Parish in Shabalala in Bulwey. Um, no problem. I had to do penance and go for uh, confession. So please help me out. I don't want to, to have to go back. Uh, there are some things I'm not happy about. So uh, it's nothing against the Pope, but um, it's just some things I they're not my preference. My preference is is people that worship God like they have gone mentally uh, insane. Um, I love people that love God with a passion. I have a wife who is absolutely loony. Uh, you don't want to catch my wife in the mode of worship or the mode of prayer. Uh, we raised up four absolutely crazy children. For parents, I know there is a traditional way of raising up children. There is a godly way of raising up children. And I know I make parents very uncomfortable sometimes when I talk about my children. But I told you I'm a spoiled brat. I have four children. Uh, one who's done with university. The second one is in university. The last two are both going to university. Uh, in next year, they all love the Lord like absolute uh, loonies. Um, uh, one girl is adopted, the other three uh, came by natural means, um, but um, our daughter then asked for a sister, and by then the factory had shut down, gone into liquidation. My wife, uh, uh, in spite of all the negotiations, uh, would not hear of any uh, reopening of the factory, so we had to then go and um <coughs> uh, import and uh, we have a lovely daughter who is in university right now. Our three uh, biological children um, all s spoke in tongues before they could speak any other language. We, they, if you meet them, including Joshua, who is pastoring in South Africa, their official language is actually tongues uh, because that was the first language they spoke. There is no day you can ask my children. They don't even know when they were baptized in the Holy Ghost because there is no day anybody laid hands on them uh, to uh, be 
baptized in the Holy Ghost in the, in the traditional manner. We laid hands on them when they were babies. Um, and so they began speaking in tongues. So tongues for the three uh, biological children was the first language they actually spoke. You say babies can speak in tongues. Yes, babies can speak in tongues. Mine do at least. Uh, maybe yours are slightly different. Um, but I, I, I want to speak into a, a, a family as I mentioned here. That is going to define our lives, and I, 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 I have, like I said, a conflict because I'm dealing to you right now with, within my heart, I, 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 I would like to uh, uh, speak into the lives of, of some people, but at the same time, wanting to speak into the lives of people, I have to uh, also just share the word because if I don't share the word, uh, Pastor Melvin threatened me last night, said you didn't preach long enough. He doesn't understand that these days you preach according to the time of left in your battery on your cell phone where your message is. You cannot preach longer than the battery life. And so, so times have changed. Uh, this is not the day uh, where we used to carry notes, um, uh, 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 handwritten notes. I used to travel around uh, going into countries to, to preach, and sometimes I forgot the notes uh, at home, and uh, so we couldn't hold any meetings uh, because the notes had been left at home. But I want to speak to you tonight about an attitude because attitude is what in your life will define the altitude or how high, how far, how wide you go in your life unless the issue of attitude is addressed within your life there are things you are going to miss and things you are never going to be able to attain to. I remember some time back landing in Hong Kong and from Hong Kong I flew to South Korea. From South Korea I went to Taiwan and in those countries I found everybody was shorter than me and yet they walked at double the speed at which I was walking at and it was not until some time that in looking at this I looked and I say to myself who now is taking over the world and I the answer wasn't very far. The Chinese have been taking over the world. The Asians have been taking over the world because they do not have a lackadaisic attitude concerning Jehovah. If you go into a Chinese underground church, there ain't nobody sitting down and being encouraged to worship Jehovah because they understand that any time the state police can come in and arrest them. And so their salvation is not something you have to convince them of there is an attitude of fire inside their bones. Hallelujah. And so the prophet spoke and he said that his word was in me as a, as a fire shut up in my bones. I said I would keep quiet but I was not able to keep quiet. I got born again when I was 16 years old and before that time I started on drugs when I was seven years old, and by the time I was nine, I had done everything that was illegal. I was a member of a, of a, a gang just about seven going into eight years old. I care not to speak about it because that's not important. But I want you to understand that when I got born again, there was no question in my heart. I, I never had to ask about salvation. I, I, I get 
surprised when people get born again and they're asking, is it okay to smoke? Is it okay to drink? Is it okay to do this? No, you're not yet born again. Because if you met with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there are questions you are never going to ask anybody in your life. An attitude of fire is an attitude that will lift you up from nothing and raise you up into the place, the places of the mountains that God has ordained for you in your generation and in your life. And today, there is a desperate need in our lives. The level of sacrilege in God's house. At times, we worship God as if we're trying to do him a favor. If we don't worship him, he's going to lose his status as God. There are three postures of worship. Let me help you, church. There are only three postures of worship. Standing, kneeling, and lying down. There is no other posture of worship in the Bible except those three. And I may say some things that may sound offensive. That is not my purpose. I do not intend at all to offend anyone. But my calling is that uh, of, of, of a person who sometimes says some things that other people don't particularly like. And so... Uh, you will excuse me. There are things we we do uh, and things we don't do. You will never find a great man sitting like some of you are sitting in, in God's house. No, great men uh, 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 sit like important people. They don't need something to uh, balance them or hold them up. We came from a, an age of discipline where we stopped when a house was driving past. To this age now where we are proud of our sons walking around with their underwear showing. If at least it was expensive underwear, that might make a difference. Uh, I have never allowed any of my children to look down upon who they are. Joshua is turning 24 this year. And ever he comes to Oara Tambo to pick me up, he looks like a diplomat because he understands that he is a kingdom ambassador. There must be an attitude of fire that fires up our lives so that we can be what God has ordained for us in our time. We cannot be like the world and be separated from it at the same time. If we are going to be kingdom people, we have to behave like kingdom people. We have to talk like kingdom people. We have to reason like kingdom people. My God. Hey. An attitude of fire. About this is Ladasha Dakinto Bobosha. Ichukulende Fediano Tagiga. Different attitudes define us in ways that destroy who we are. You will never find a successful man who does not have discipline. Akodes is Ladusha I talk this to my children, and, I, and I'll tell you right now, I have never in my life been found sleeping in church. And at times I go and preach, having slept only two hours. I didn't say there was anything for those of you that like to uh, two geese at home and want to come and sleep at church. That's your choice. 
I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. So don't stop me talking about who I am. I believe in discipline. At the age of about 19 years old, I began to train myself to live on four hours of sleep continuously. There are times I have not bated an eyelid for 48 hours and you will not see my eyes bloodshot. There is an attitude of a champion. There is an attitude of failure. I choose and I made a decision having grown up in my life out of a poor environment and out of a poor family that I was not going to live the way my parents lived and that in my time God had something that he wanted to accomplish in my generation. And you today can make a decision to rise up from where you are tonight and become the person that God has ordained for you to become. There is an attitude of greatness that God will allow in your life. The Bible speaks of Saul in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 23. And he says he stood head and shoulders above everyone in Israel. The very first king of Israel stood head and shoulders above everyone. Why would that be important? Because it speaks of posture. Why would that be important? Because it speaks into a dynamic many of our present generation has not understood. I was speaking to the brethren when we were coming here in the afternoon that when I'm crossing borders, when I'm going to be going from airport to airport internationally, there is certain ways I don't dress. It's bad enough being African. It's bad enough looking like a Nigerian like me. And because of that, I have been detained twice. I was detained in Botswana for using a false passport. I was detained in uh, uh, South Korea. For what reason? I can tell you right now. I was detained for my skin color. I don't get all knotted up. I'm not talking about anything to do with your black lives matter or, or yellow lives matter or what, whatever. All lives matter before the Lord. There are no better lives than other lives. But I want you to understand that the Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 7 that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore seek wisdom and all you uh, are seeking get understanding. Get understanding. Get understanding. And so when I travel I understand that if I look casual Every immigration officer, including the ones who are African, look at you and have no respect for you. It's gone quiet. But when you are dressed, it, all I need to do is just take off my tie. When they see me coming, they see an executive. They see a business person. They do not ask you too many questions. When you're wearing just some t-shirt and denim jeans and techies, you are a drug dealer. When you are white like Prophet Till, you're on holiday. Are you sure you hear me? So wisdom demands that I, I, I have to tap into the wisdom that God has given. 
Proverbs chapter 25, and rather chapter 20, I think it's verse 5. It says, for counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out, draw it out, draw it out. Why do we have so many hassles in the world? Because we reject wisdom. The Bible says wisdom standeth at every street corner, calling unto the children, come to me. But what do we do? We reject that wisdom. They were showing a very disturbing video on TV last night when I got there of a man, something Scott, that got shot. Yeah, his wife in the background keeping on shouting, no, don't shoot him, don't shoot him, then shot and man dies. This afternoon was another video of a man waving a pistol and he's surrounded by all these policemen and eventually they shot him. I'm not going to go into the politics of it or the lack of politics of it. But the issue is I'm not going to go into an area not going to go into a place and expose myself. So take me right now, anywhere. Take me to the places. In, in, I remember last year I was in Chicago. And they say to me, this whole area is full of drugs and gangs. The way I was dressed, nobody could mistake me for a, a gang member. You can't be mistaken looking as fine as this brother here and somebody mistakes you for a drug dealer. I know drug dealers do dress much as well. I'm, please don't don't get me wrong. But what I'm talking about here is an attitude. Are you talking to yourself? I, I said what I'm talking about here is an attitude. What we're talking about here is an attitude. Started about 2002. That preachers come to church on a Sunday morning in denim jeans, in loafers, untucked shirts, because now they are too anointed to respect Jehovah. I was in fashion for 17 years. And I can tell you right now, I understand fashion better than any person sitting in this room. 17 years. I helped design, I traveled all over the world, being set by Edgar's, the largest retail chain in Zimbabwe. And so I could tell you things about fashion possibly some of you have never heard of. The flesh era began in about the year 99. Because most of the designers in the fashion industry are alternate lifestyle. I was told to be politically correct. And so at that time when it started, they began to expose women, drop the neckline, increase the hemline upwards. Because they thought they were making a mockery of the women. And the women who were supposed to be mocked, unfortunately, took it to be a blessing. And it became established. So today, we are here, confused right in God's house about how we should dress. And yet the Bible is very clear. You see, in my culture, where I come from in Africa, to wear a jacket is a sign and a mark of respect. It's hot here right now, but I ain't going to take off my jacket. Just simply to honor and 
respect you, but you don't have to necessarily honor and respect me because you're not the one who's holding the microphone. Are, are you sure you're understanding this? We're talking here about an attitude. The Bible says, soul stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Why wasn't the first king of Israel a short guy? Because if nobody could see him, nobody could honor him. It's gone quiet here. Why is that important? If it was not important, if soul's height and physical posture was not important, why would it be in the Bible? David, the Bible speaks in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6 from about verse 10 to about verse 20. How in bringing back the ark of God, the ark of God that represents his presence, his presence. This afternoon, we held a discussion and somebody said, how do we know that the presence of the Lord is there? And the answer is very simple. When the presence of the Lord is there, nobody asks. But the Bible says, David danced with all his might. Danced before the Lord with all his might. And his wife, Michal, looked through a window, came to him and said, how could you embarrass me like that? Ladies and gentlemen, before you come to me about your posture, be careful about your attitude. These zealous people, passionate people are very dangerous people. Don't if you don't like them, leave them like that. If you see this sister not worrying about her foundation and, and makeup and she's crying in the presence of the Lord, kneeling and lying down, let her be. Don't talk about those types of people because those are the types of people you are going to eat your words on. I am scared of passionate people. Passionate people define spiritual things. I'm going to repeat that. Passionate people define spiritual things. God never used a passive person. God never used a lazy person. That's a challenge we have now in the world. Men with smooth tongues but who don't know how to pray have never been in the place of the presence of Jehovah. Please hear me out. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you about myself. My time of manifestation, my average manifestation time has been between five and eight years. What am I saying? That things that the Lord showed me, it took about five to eight years before I saw them come to pass. It means that right now where I am has nothing to do with what I did yesterday, but what I did five to eight years ago. Because your attitude will define your altitude. David danced. Didn't have to worry about the fact that he was the king. This was the man who was possibly the wealthiest man in the land, but his heart 
the fire of God on the inside of him would not allow him to sit back and play church and play as if he was doing God a favor. I pray that, that the fire of God tonight would at least be located by someone. I didn't say that someone would be located, but that someone would locate the fire. The fire of God never comes upon you by mistake. The fire of God comes upon you by desire. The Bible says David danced. Nobody made him dance. He just danced. But the Bible speaks about Elijah. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46. How is it possible that a man will run faster than horses? When the fire of God is upon him. Oh. I told you yesterday and I saw some of you thought I was making speeches. I refuse to die from things that kill sinners. I refuse to die from things that kill sinners. Meaning, I've, I've always told the church, if you hear the plane iron in crash, you tell the guys, keep searching. You'll find him. Is that a joke? Nope. Just keep searching. You'll find him. I end about to knock off. I'm too busy right now to die. When I'm done, then I'll let you know. But right now, it is not within my to-do list. Getting sick, getting tired. No, not a chance. Job chapter 22 verse 28 says, when everybody says there is a falling, you will stand up and oppose everyone and say there is a rising up. Never allow yourself to agree with the multitude. Agree with the word of God. The Bible says, and Elijah gathered up his skirt and tied it around his waist and he ran and overtook the horses. How is it possible a man will run faster than the horses? Because you know what? When the fire of God is upon your life, you can do just about anything. What about the attitude of David? We find this young man called David who loved God so much that he was willing to defy the king. And eventually, we find this young man in a battle situation. All the church elders were hiding. The apostles were hiding. And everybody else who had been prophesying was quiet by that time. Forty days! An enemy of Jehovah had spoken against the king of kings. I refuse to have Satan's voice become louder than God has. I didn't say it for you. I say it for me. I went had a meeting with one of the government ministers two months ago. And he looked at me and he said to me, Prophet, I want you to know one of the things is we are so tired of all these false prophets. I didn't know how to respond to that. Because I was not about to join a government minister in criticizing any man of God. 
But the point was driven home that maybe our behavior has not really been the behavior of David. That our behavior has not been the, the, the behavior of Elijah. Elijah didn't have to give a prophecy and post it on Facebook. David saw Goliath. And when he made up his mind, I'm going to kill that ugly thing. The eldest of his brothers, Eliab, was the first one who came and said, who did you leave those few sheep with? He didn't say, who did you leave the sheep, the few sheep? Because the issue was not what he left. But he wanted to demean him and sure that he saw how small he was. Why? Because his attitude challenged him. An entire army of Israel being threatened day in, day out. And every time Goliath came out and said, give me a man. Everyone scrambled into their tents. I refuse to die like a coward. Or it's gone quiet. I said I refuse to die like a coward. I said I refuse to die like a coward. Bible says when David in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 48 as he came towards Goliath and Goliath began to insult him. There's something amazing that happened and if you don't read that in context, you miss it. Goliath is about three meters tall. He has an armor bearer who obviously can be a short guy. David, by the spirit of the living God, has picked up five stones. Why five stones? Because Goliath had four brothers, who you will read about in First Chronicles chapter 21. And so, he picks up those five stones and he has one stone that has Goliath's name on it. When he came towards Goliath, who the commander of the armies of Israel had a blanket wrapped around his head in a tent, hiding away. This young man looked and said, you come against me with javelin and with spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whose armies you have defied. And then he prophesied upon him and said, today I'm going to kill you. When I have killed you, I'm going to chop off your head. But we don't really have an account of David carrying a sword. He knew even if he had a sword, Goliath's neck was too big for his sword. So I, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to take your sword, and I'm going to use your sword to finish you off. There has to be an attitude of fire inside our lives, sir. We cannot sit back and watch the church of the living God be trashed every day on social media. We cannot sit back and watch every day as people, men who are charlatans, come and defile the pulpit of the Lord's house with gimmicks and games. Where are the men and women of fire? Where are they who oh God is rising up for this generation? I pray that someone here tonight may locate the fire of God. Take your seats. Take your seats.
Hadule rebus I intended to teach tonight, but something just happened and I knew that what I needed to do wasn't teach. Because the difficulty of my assignment here is not in delivering speeches to you, but to be able to sense what is the amount of dilation. I dilated enough to then speak. Because if I don't understand this, I'll try and push it six months. And I'll possibly damage this baby. And if I'm not looking after this baby properly, this baby will die a stillborn death. And there are too many stillborns in our generation. Churches who God never ordained. And we believe that a big church is a sign of blessing. And yet every day we go and buy from Kroger's and Walmart and everyone else. And nobody wonders why they are so big. Men of God boasting about the size of their churches. The Catholic Church is 1.6 billion. They can't hold a conference because of their size. We get a thousand members and our heads can't fit in through the door. There's something wrong with us. The attitude, that attitude, has same thing upon Peter. The book of Matthew chapter 14, verse 26, verse 27 up to 29. Peter is in a boat and there is 12 men who are all protégés being trained by the Lord Jesus Christ. If you go on to uh, the River of Life website or you go on to YouTube, go and try and find a message there called the attitude of Peter, the attitude of championship. There was something about Peter that he possessed that everybody else did not possess. It's one thing I learned many years ago, and it was not to try and be like somebody else, because somebody else wasn't carrying what I was carrying. And so when we go into places, we, we, we are always trying to compare ourselves. How is that one doing this? And how is that one doing this? Instead of looking at the Holy Scriptures and how it should be done. I still can't relate to men who boogied away in discos and in nightclubs. And yet come into the house of the Lord. And they are like tadpoles sitting in a cesspool of a pond. You can't move them in God's house. Women who were the lives of, of bars and nightclubs, but yet when they come into the house of the Lord, they want to act all nice and cool, want to be celebrities in the house of God. And every time we have celebrities in the house of God, it's because the presence of the Lord left a long time ago. Ichabod has been born. Peter, it's different to everybody else. And people criticize Peter. And I've preached a whole message in defense of Peter.
Master, is that you? And he's like, there was a storm. Master! If it's you, bid me come. And everybody else is quiet or crying. The Bible says, and Peter stepped up. Why? Attitude. Attitude. Everybody else was too content being a member of the church. Everybody else was too content because now they were married and their dreams had, been, had come to pass. Ladies, if marriage is your destination, now let me not, let me not say that. <laughs> and there's something about Peter. Something about this guy. He was the one who took Jesus to, to his home and Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Peter is the one who answers back. Who do men say I am? And others make the answer. And Peter says, thou art the Christ. Son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Prophet Till has been speaking to me for the last two days. Now one statement he's continuously made is about spirits. Spirits are in you, upon you, or around you. some of you here. You find you don't like this message. When you come to Bunuwe, find another church to go and fellowship and because they don't, they don't or, or here in Johannesburg or in Cape Town, please don't, don't go to Anabai. Because in our churches, the ushers will come to you if you are sleeping and say, sir, please leave. If you are sitting slouched in your chair, they will come, sir, this is how the Lord sees that thing. If you are sitting jacking thing on, uh, on another chair, uh, they will tell you, say, are you an invalid? If you are not an invalid, sit upright. You know why? It's all here. It's all here. Attitude. We are not talking new age stuff here. Why was it? It was Peter. It was Peter who said, Master, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. And Pastors talk so much about how he doubted. At least he doubted after walking on water. You never walked on water. So you have absolutely no moral right to say anything. Because you don't have a clue what it feels like to walk upon water. Don't go criticizing the man who prayed for the dead person and he never rose up. Because you don't know what it's like to pray for a dead person. I remember in my early years, not even on ministry, I was just a Christian. Most of the people I prayed for died. Most of the people I prayed for died. Until things began to change. I came home one day and my mother, I looked at this person, I thought, who is this? She resembled my mother. mother has just had a stroke. I loved that woman to the very end. At 
my mom's funeral, not, not connected to what I'm about to tell you. Much later on, uh, about, about 15 years later, I told the, the hearse driver, I'm going to carry my own mom in my car. He said, no, sir, it's not allowed. I said, watch me. You just drive your car, personal car in front of mine. And I took my Pajero, took my mom's casket, opened, you know, you can lay down the seat. I carried my own mom to church and from church to the cemetery. I was called Bothwell because I was born preterm, seven days preterm. I spent seven days in an incubator. And for those of you that know, preterm people are very intelligent. If you don't believe me, go and, go, go and Google it if you don't believe me. That's not pride. I'm telling you the truth. It is scientifically proven preterm people are smart. That's why I can pastor the church of people with MBAs and PhDs, and they still come to me for counseling. Are you sure you're hearing me? And my mom's face had fallen down. I didn't know that could happen to a, a person. I've never finished the story. One half of her face was down here. Her ear was here. Her eye was down here. Her mouth My mom couldn't even talk to him. She was in the hospital for four days. I was doing my law school. I come back from school that day when she was discharged from Kariere. And I knew all those things as I speak on the street. What kind of testimony would I have when my own mother is going to be affected like this? I got home, I knocked, I went into her bedroom, and I said, Mama, wake up. I need you to come to the hospital. It took her about five or ten minutes down and she grew up in the township basically what I'm saying is she was moving while from where pastor is that was the bedroom where the cameraman is towards the lounge it took her five minutes she got there she sat down I said my mom is going to die I said my mom she just looked at me remember she couldn't even speak because her her mouth is down in her eye dead hand, lifted it up, and I took her hand. And we closed our eyes. But I couldn't cry because the person in pain was her, not me. I couldn't let her see her son break down and cry, but that's how close I was. My mom was not born again at that time. And I said, Jesus, kill my mother. Open 
gone. Up to the day my mother died, she never had this. Something like this reminds her that she had How could I be filled with fire? Or let my own family die? The day she died, I was phoned, mommy's not well. I drove home, got there, and there were people in the bedroom. I said, everyone, get out. I went in with my wife, closed the door. She was already gone. I went there, lifted up my hand to place it upon her, and the Lord said to me, Let her go. I said, no, but what? The Lord said to me, let her go. She didn't even care. I said, no, no, no. That's fine. Open the door back now. Got a duvet. Put her on the duvet. Flattened the car seat. And I put her in the car. And I told him, we're taking her down now. About 10 k's from home, I had sent a text message, uh, a few text messages to close people to say my mom is gone. The first telephone call came. My wife is sitting next to me. My dad is sitting on the uh, uh, um, uh, on the back seat, and my mom is lying there. My dad knows we're taking her to hospital. My wife knows we're taking her to hospital. My wife is crying. I'm not crying. When the first telephone call came, and this guy is screaming on the phone, when I say to her, to him, yeah, that's what happened. Mama is gone. My wife went berserk. And she said to me, what are you talking about? And that's when I then broke the news to her. I said, my mama is gone, and we will do it. all her life, seeing the life of her son, when I went to open our church in Kalala where I grew up, the church was going around doing evangelism, and I came back to him, I said, there's something funny going on, and I said, what, what do you mean, what do you mean funny? You know, we are talking to and giving flyers and inviting to church, I said, no, 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 no. We know about this. The priest said there is going to be a crusade Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But I thought maybe we, we, they must be talking about something else. After I don't know how many people were saying this to me, suddenly silence. My mom went to the Catholic priest and said, my son is coming to Catholic church. I want you to make an announcement. Tell all these people that they are invited to my son's crusade. By the time she passed away, she had been invited to church. I'm building a preschool um, in her honor. We're breaking ground in the next few months. Why? Because of the four children she gave birth to. One of them was a spiritual terrorist. 
Jesus is with you. Call me to come. Mary, as you die and break down, children go into drugs. Families living under bondage while they are speaking in tongues. Children born in poverty and, and uh, raised up in church and die in poverty. They grew up with a spirit of sexual perversion even in church. There is still sexual perversion. Why? Because the fire of God is not there. Mothers smile when their little girls are singing Beyonce songs. The same girls can't pray for 30 seconds. The only prayer they know is for what we are about to receive here this morning. And so we wonder why we are where we are right now. We wonder why people have the boldness to sit in church when worship is going around. Because if you grew up in the environment I grew up in, the only one seated is the one being worshipped. Please just hold for a moment. As a prophet, I can tell you this. I hardly am ever able to minister to passive spirits. I'm not able to. I find it very difficult. <coughs> say, what did you say your name was? Leza. Leza is the same one. Okay. Oh, you, I, I actually didn't mean the first name. In our culture, you don't ask for a person's first name. We, when I say name, we ask name. Okay, we, 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 we've now been raised up in a different culture. So when you say name, I say Bothwell. But where we grew up, in the school I went to, Gifford High School, we actually never even called ourselves by first name. Most of the people I was in school with don't even know my first name. They just know me as Pili. They used to call me Dr. Pili. Because one crazy geography teacher started to call me Dr. Pili. So everybody called me uh, uh, Dr. Pili. <laughs> and yet people that know you, people that have related to you and the friends who have known you as a, as a very successful person, because they don't know the person who is carrying the yardstick and you have gone you would start things they rise up and then the tree dies many times before it gives fruit or after it, it gives just one term of fruit Lord spoke to me as I was standing there worshipping and here the man blessed very strongly with ideas. A man who embraced his position as a, a manager, an administrator in an executive type environment. But yet every time you 
do something. You, you, you are the only person with your wife who knows the real yardstick, and yet people look at you. And there's been times people have come to you, especially relations, and they wanted help because they believe you've got all the knowledge, and yet they have never really known that the tree that you are planting has not yet even begun to germinate. And God said, I'm going to tell you, not only will this be done, I see you, let me tell you this and I'm done. I see you hoping, and I see three countries. I see from here, I see Zambia and I see Zimbabwe. And I see businesses in those three countries. I want to finish because now I know I should not finish this. Attitude. Attitude. A prostitute understands that without the right attitude, she can't get clients. And yet the people of God don't care about attitude. I have people who come to our all-night prayer meetings and they're from churches where you pray for an hour, then break for tea, and then have snacks, then pray for 30 minutes, have a discussion, and then break, uh, th 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 then have more tea, and then pray for an hour. And, then, and, and somebody came to me and said, I didn't know you guys were not going to take a break. Says, take a break? We've only got eight hours. From 10 at night to 6 in the morning. It's only eight hours. How are you going to take a break? Where are you going to get the time? How are you going to make up the time? And this woman said to me, I didn't know people could pray like that. Well, how many years have you been breathing? Which is more important to you, breathing or praying? Guess what? You can stop breathing any moment. Go to hospital and see how many people are on oxygen. You need prayer more than you need oxygen. Oh, I'm not hearing you well enough. <laughs> Let me hear a mighty amen right there. Amen. I refuse to be outdone by a prostitute. A person who understands I need to dress in a particular way. I need to put on particular perfume. We come into worship and people are standing like this here. And people are looking around. How is it possible you can dishonor the king of kings? It is better not to come into the presence of a king than to come in and do something that would bring you into a place of dishonor. Let, let's leave that. Let's leave that. And so in our lives, your attitude is everything. Because your attitude will always define your altitude and your posture of prayer will define your altitude in the spirit. The Bible says Elijah prayed until the clouds formed. Elisha prayed until the baby, the child resurrected. David fasted as long as the child was alive. Moses, Elijah, Lord Jesus Christ fasted 40 days in the mountain praying. Jesus said pray without ceasing. 
Anna spent all her life about, I can't remember what the last calculation I did was, but just over 75 years, the Bible says she served the Lord in prayer and in fasting. 35 years! Somebody's going to rise up in this place and somebody's going to say, enough is enough. I am not going to live this way ever again. Please hear me out. Zeal is the fuel of champions. Determination is what separates the exceptional from the mediocre. Paul went and stayed three years in the desert after the Damascus Road experience. He didn't rush into ministry. Peter was exceptional because of his aggression and passion. David had men who in 1 Samuel chapter, uh, I think it's 21, 22, men that were broken and dirty and despondent and despair. But the Bible begins to talk about them in 1 Chronicles chapter 12. And there you find, Bible says these were the mighty men of David. The Tacmonite men who could use the right hand and the left hand to sling stones. Men who went into the pit on a snowy day and killed a lion-like man. Men who when they held the sword and began to fight against the enemy, the Bible says the hand clung to the sword until you couldn't tell where the hand was and where the sword began. What is setting you apart tonight? Because if your life is ordinary, your portion will also be ordinary. If tonight you miss an opportunity with Jehovah, nobody is going to change your destiny. I come from a family of four children. And of the four children, my sister, who I led to the Lord, is late. My, my other young sister is still alive. My brother is also still alive. The two of them are not really serving God. Now I'm serving God. It would have been an error for my life to be the same as theirs. Oh, I pray someone is listening. The fire and the passion on the inside of you is what is going to elevate you tonight. Elijah said, let the God that answered by fire, let him be the God. Where is your God tonight? Elisha picked up the mantle of Elijah and when he lifted up, he said, where is the God of Elijah? Because Elijah was a man of fire. I want us to pray. You want to be seated, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. We are going to pray tonight. I want you right now, just raise up your voice. If you want to wait for encouragement, you are in the wrong place. Raise up your voice and begin to pray right now. Oh! Oh, oh, oh,
Itakandos is baliga. Edrabibia makalodonda. Inungia kavande. Jaipata maitelebo. Iradedente nekosa. Ishatatata. Ailaka rosen sudididiana sha. Ibrokimandaisa legodo. Jatai mekele baba. Take your seats for a moment. Take a little bit. The Lord always works in seasons. When we are outside of a season, sometimes we have to pray six months before we see anything happen. When God brings the season to you and you ignore it, God has to postpone your season for a number of seasons until you appreciate your season. I have to try and use wisdom because we are about to go into a protracted season of prayer. And it is in these protracted seasons of prayer that very harsh, and I'm talking about harsh, things happen. And I know some of you may not believe it. And I hear, you know, people say things because they, hey, do I want to be selective reading of the Bible. And the Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. Sometimes some people have to die in order for certain people to find their liberty. Because in the year that King Uzziah died, I I saw the Lord. I lost count of the number of people who have had to die. Physical death, not spiritual death, physical death. Are you sure you're hearing me today? Do you know how many times we get raised up in religion and so we, we come with this selective gospel and, and, and we don't understand some of these things. Do, do you know that I have had witch doctors coming to say, please, man of God, help me. I was left with three goblins as an inheritance. I can't even talk in a public forum like this to tell you the things that they have had to say. Because some of the things would, some of you would get messed up by them. I spoke to you yesterday and I'm not so sure that I did such a, an intelligent thing. About the woman, very wealthy woman, been to some of the best doctors in the world. But every night, 16 years was sleeping in the bathroom. Unless there is an attitude of fire. We're going to run from conference to conference and from person to person whilst we run away from the answer. And the answer has always been in Jesus because the answer is older than the problem. Oh, I pray, I pray that someone is, is going to hear. I pray someone is going to hear. And I'm about done. But if you allow me, because our time is gone, I, like I said, and I think I, 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 I think I told um, council members whether I, I, 
I don't see as much individual ministries as I normally would be used to. I get back home on the on the on the ship. I land home at about ten past twelve, and at five o'clock, I'm in a pre-time meeting. That Sunday, I memorized absolutely pre-time meeting. Ask your pastors. Your pastors seen the number of times we have a section of our church COVID intensive care where they bring people who are discharged from hospital to go and die at home. If we keep on playing church, people will continue to die. The power is not yours. The Bible says it's not by might, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, neither is it by power, but it is by his spirit. And so we are going to, I, I, I just want to speak to six, just a few people again. Fellow students, you, what are you wanting to write? Why don't you draw your hand yourself? Really, draw your hand yourself. Because she may not know some of the things you want to do, but the confidence is our strength. And we, we are going to pray about that because I really feel safe in the fact that the Taifa want to pray for us and to do that. If you have any issues, please come and talk to me. I don't take anything personal and belittle anybody. What's your name? My people have been rooming in South Africa of the Angon in Malawi. They are warriors. Yeah. 
given great coincidence by leading for the Lord. A great coincidence by those who came to the Lord. Down came his word all the people of Israel. And he said to them, come straight to me when you go into the land. That was the end of the prophet and the baptism.
just seems to be that they didn't discover the passport in those days. And not the passport. They did not do the, the thing. I mean, the first passport came with the passport. The Bible doesn't tell us what the thing is. Because right now, the Bible is the thing that is that, that you know, that normal system didn't take care of those Thank you. 